I don't know any. How it's do you lyric. learn the lyrics from getting diggy with it? Once you learn that Will Smith raps, I got a bag with a lot of stuff in it, getting jiggy with it. I thought he had ghostwriters. Like, don't you? I don't know. I need ghostwriters. We've been watching football since 930, <laughs> and it's almost midnight. And, like, the one break from, like, NFL football I had, I watched uh, flag football with kids. I'm all footballed out, but I got some insight for that ass. All I got is, in fact, an ass that has done the thing that connects to couches. Like, when your skin Ooh. cells fuse with the threads. <laughs> like, on those, like, shows oh. about how uh, you need to get out of your house by forklift. <laughs> like, I have that thing. So, give my ass some help. I got you. I got some help. But first, we need a question from my good friend, Ali Baster. I got you guys. My question from Sunday Night Football. Did you learn more about the Chiefs offense or the Bucks defense tonight? Ooh, what a question. A learning what a question. question. I love uh, a learning-based question uh, that's based in relative terms that allow us to do whatever we want. I would, yeah, I would like from now on, when you have one of these mail-in questions, just say, Chiefs, Bucks, go. Like that, I mean, that's essentially what you just did to us right there. And you said, Chiefs Bucks, go. It's kind of like when you're in class and someone calls on you and you didn't do the reading. And it's like, well, I think I learned more about it. It's like, you're already bullshit. <laughs> this is already very suspicious. Oh, uh, we caught you, Alabaster. You get a C for today. But I think if I had to answer the question, I would say I learned more about the Chiefs offense, I guess. I mean, what it comes down to is the Bucks. Haven't been very good at offense yet this year. Their defense has been outstanding, keeping them mm. in games, allowing them to like wander around and fi figure it out and feel themselves or feel things out until they can score enough points to win. Until they can feel themselves. Yes, truly. until they can yes. feel themselves in the end zone. But they, the Chiefs didn't give them that opportunity today. And it was also because the Bucks turned the ball over. So, like, you started a game with a fumble kickoff touchdown and there's more turnovers later in the game and they can't really stop Patrick Mahomes which coming into any game with your plan being this is what we're gonna do we're gonna stop Patrick Mahomes we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bottle up the Chiefs offense for three quarters and then which is essentially what the game plan was last week and then give it to Tom Brady at the end and yeah, hopefully he, he can lead here's, us yeah. here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna shoot the moon with this gun <laughs> like good luck That's, with that man and I mean, some of us might have thought it was possible, given that the Chiefs like lost to uh, the Colts last week, who lost to the Falcons that this was week, part and of haven't, my yeah, haven't beaten yeah. anyone uh, except for the Chiefs. Which I mean, I don't know. Football, I guess, is like the only way we can yeah, explain that. Because like, football is stupid energy yeah, coming out of that, that one. That doesn't make any sense. But in the course of this game, I don't know. I'm sorry, Alabaster. I tried to answer your question, but I don't know. If we learned anything new. About well, that's, that's what I was going to say, because the Chiefs offense, what I learned, I guess, Dominique, is that I should probably officially, formally hold a funeral service for my take from last year, which is that Patrick Mahomes is a bad magician. <laughs> <laughs> there was that run of like the too high safety stuff where I was like, look, man, I, get, I keep getting promised that this guy's going to escape and he doesn't <laughs> escape. And now he does the thing in this game where it's like, I, I, yeah. I can't believe that he, oh, I can believe it because he is the only guy to do the 360 little flip thing which is just like an insult it's like a giant middle finger yeah. of a flip into the end zone right at the line of scrimmage so touche yeah, touche david blaine it's kind of like um he just wants the passing touchdown stats because like i feel like he could have run that in <laughs> and he just decided to do a, a, a chess pass because no one's counting up how many rushing touchdowns patrick mahomes has he did throw a late 
uh, game interception that gave the Bucks a touch of life, which kind of surprised me. It was just like a really bad – it was one of those cross-body, back-across-the-field Patrick Mahomes plays that no one else can do, but Patrick seems to never fail at him, and it got intercepted by Murphy Bunting, I believe. That was a low point. Uh, other than that, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like the passes throughout the course of this game, some of it we uh, kind of – or at least I – don't appreciate how important like chemistry is for your receivers. I know you don't appreciate it because you just put scare quotes around. Yeah, it. I mean it's because it's like I mean get open and the guy's gonna throw it to you or be fast or be quick, run good routes and, and he's gonna throw it to you. But there's something about when you are not open, you can't get open, and the quarterback puts it somewhere where no one can expect it to be except for the person who he's thrown to a hundred times in the course of the last couple seasons. Right. And they did Travis that a Kelsey. few times yeah. that it felt like it just was unfair. And then Travis Kelsey, who like feels ageless at this point, cause he's still like running with the ball after receptions as if he's like a spry 25 year old. Ain't he like 38 by now or something? <laughs> I feel like he's been around for a long time, but he should start slowing down and it doesn't look like it's happening. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is the old guy at the club. Uh, he's doing a good job of fooling me. He's 32, which I guess is virgin. Oh, it's virgin. Wow. That's young. I thought he was at least 35. That's very young. My favorite thing about is uh, about our show is that we're discussing chemistry and, and how it's executed perfectly. And then Alabaster comes in to ruin ours. So yeah, what the course. hell do you want? So I'm going to tell you what I thought was interesting about today. Where okay. we had this, you know, lined up Titanic matchup between Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And we were all asking ourselves in the gas bag sports media. Who's the best quarterback in the AFC? Who's the best quarterback in the NFL? And then uh, Mahomes comes out and drops 41 <laughs> on the vaunted Bucks defense. And he's like, nah, dude, it still runs through me. That's what I thought was interesting about this game. Running through me will be a theme in tonight's show, I believe, <laughs> um, just as a foreshadowing. But it is embarrassing, Dominique. Um, it's embarrassing to do our jobs and to vacillate so transparently, just week to week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Justin, but I, we yes, we don't I, we don't vacillate I, when it comes to Patrick. I don't think. I, we, I, oh, I vacillated so you vacillated? much at the beginning of the season. We were making erotic Josh Allen noises. We were talking about yeah, cuts yeah, above yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we idea, didn't vacillate off of Patrick no, Mahomes. Well, I mean, Josh. Now, Allen, now we it's, walked it's, past Josh Allen, and we was like, "Ooh, that's nice." But we still had our arm around Pat. Like, <laughs> I never took my arm off of Pat. I just peeked. I got to admit, Dominique. You took your arm off? I took my arm off. <laughs> kind of my eyes, my eyes lingered a little too long. And uh, Mahomes was too kind to elbow me. Uh, um, he was just like, yeah, go, go see what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched what that was like today. And it was real, it was real damn rainy and gross. <laughs> oh, gosh. So what about Lamar? Like, did you, did you take a peek or, um, I'm Justin still, Herbert? Did I'm, still, else? I'm still not ready to tell my family about Lamar. Still... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Is, that, is, is this metaphor becoming no. too close to the boat? No, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> my oh. family is very progressive. For <laughs> None of that. Uh, your, your dad voted for Obama twice, three times. Uh, would have done it, would have done it three times, but definitely still on incognito mode when I'm doing <laughs> this stuff. Um, Alabaster, wait, what? Why so I got, I got one other football question on this, and that is last week against the Colts, the Chiefs inexplicably, you know, struggled to run the ball. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had seven carries for zero yards, and then tonight they had 37 carries for more than 160 yards, and 
this is against the Bucks run defense, which we thought was like impenetrable don't, with Vita Vea. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to do it. Okay, finish. I'm sorry. Finish. That's all I had. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to ask me to explain why. I thought that's that was the don't do it that I didn't want. Because I, I I mean, the all 22 is not even yeah, out Dominique, yet. I can't as a former, let's, let's, do, let's, do, let's do the laziest version of this. Dominique is a former player. Why? <laughs> um, I don't, oh, actually, okay. We'll pivot away from that. And here is the kind of elephant in the room. I mean, don't call was, Vita Bay an elephant. No, no, no. Oh. See, look at you. Going with uh, chunky jokes. Very body, body positivity is, yeah, is, is I mean, something I, I am in favor elephants, of. I apologize. Elephants have great that. figures. But I, on a serious note, this was a unique week for the Bucks. Like, I don't think that the Bucks are as good. I don't think anybody in the, in the NFC is as good as the Chiefs, honestly. Um, yep. Certainly not the Bucks. However, the Bucks week was like involved going to Miami to practice all week because like they were preparing for a hurricane that that's right wasn't as uh like disastrous as we anticipated so they could still have the home game so like I I don't know what the impact was on them for this week but I think that could go some way to explain how like discombobulated maybe oh, they I see were what's on happening defense. I see what's happening now you've just taken the job of Vita Vea's defense attorney Yes. And you're it. saying, that's remember it. that hurricane? Remember yeah. those models? Yeah. Exactly. That's Doppler, a lot of stress. Doppler weather forecasts. You know, so yeah, like, you try and stop the Chiefs when you have that going on. Which they is didn't kind of a fair point, home. honestly. They went, they went all the way to point, Miami. Now that I'm sarcastically yeah, parodying, like, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Good no, 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 no. They, <laughs> they, they had a week that they were like, hey, we're going to have a normal week. No, we're not. We're going to go to Miami for most of the week. And then we're going to talk about maybe playing in Minnesota or maybe playing at home. And also be concerned about our own like real estate in the Tampa area. Right, and then we're going right, right. to come back home and we're going to play a game in a city that is still recovering. And like, it's, I, I mean, I don't know. That's as good an explanation as any, you but just the, truth managed... of the, matter, the truth is of the matter is Patrick Mahomes is probably the answer to all the questions that, that anyone might have is it was Pat. Yeah. Probably that guy. I do appreciate though, how I got guilted into a take um, in which I just ended up feeling straight up guilty. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. I feel terrible about Vita Vea's body dysmorphia that I projected onto him. Yeah, that's, that's my issue. Dysmorphia. And also just absolutely underrating a hurricane. So Alabaster, you can rescue <laughs> yeah, me now save us. In, 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 in that sense, yeah. Why don't the stats show that they missed Tyreek Hill? Like all the stats, they're still like first in points per drive, first in EPA. Patrick Mahomes is just as good as ever. What, why is there no statistical impact of Tyreek Hill leaving this Chiefs team? I would like to refer to you to my client's earlier answer about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a guy out there that's really good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what the stats look like compared to peak Tyreek seasons. Because I don't know. I, my guess is they aren't nearly as good. But I guess it's probably comparable to last year. But yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is pretty special. Tyreek Hill is... I guess the difference is you have to throw six passes to score a touchdown. Whereas when you had Tyreek Hill, you had to throw three. You know what? You know what it's like? It's kind of like sometimes you don't need the $80 caviar add-on. You just <laughs> the, don't. Like the, the meal is delicious regardless. You I can have it, I, I don't but think it's I like just caviar. not as, you know, I mean, I like it because I feel, um, I feel like uh, an emperor. 
I don't know that I've ever even had caviar, or I certainly haven't had good caviar. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, is Are it we about to agree to the most unrelatable thing in fake television history in which we agree to go get caviar together? <laughs> oh, I'm happy to go get caviar with you, except I know I'm going to end up paying for this and you're going to use this as a chance to get the caviar that you always wanted but never wanted to pay for. But I, I mean, it, the $80 one is not the one I'm going to order. There's like way more expensive ones. Oh, let's yeah, get the yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, you will get the good stuff for us. I can't wait. All right. I'm speaking out of, of speaking, speaking of good this. stuff, you know, you know, you know which $80 uh, market price add on we got coming up. I don't. It's Bill Barnwell. Come oh, that's a segue. Oh. Thank God you're here, Bill. I've been dealing with Dominique all night. It's oh, been no. a nightmare. I'm, 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 oh, your, I'm your night nurse, Pablo, at this point. Yes, I long <laughs> for the bedside banner of sweet Bill Barnwell, as opposed to just <laughs> oh the harsh, gosh. just the harsh. I don't even know. What are the opposite of vibes? Hey, 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 I know somebody who like it. That's all that matter. If you don't like it, that's fine. I know somebody who do. So let's get to the football that's, before that, you start making gross jokes. They're not on this show, unfortunately, Dominique. It's just <laughs> they're going to be on another show later on. Oh, no. Please ask a football question. Hurry up before yeah, this gets out of hand. <laughs> We're going to Bill's Ravens, and my question for you all, did John Harbaugh blow it by deciding to go for it on fourth and goal? Oh, what a kink to start off with, because mm. we have the king of the nerds, Bill Barnwell, and a guy mm. whose son named his cat after Lamar Jackson. And so <laughs> let's just briefly zoom through the setup here because we're in the fourth so quarter now. It's very mm -hmm. relevant. The Ravens have blown a giant lead. They're up 20-3. to three. The Bills come all the way back. They tie the game. Four minutes left now in the fourth quarter. Do you kick a field goal, John Harbaugh? with the greatest kicker in the known universe. Um, to be clear, I think that I'm going to force my son to rename his cat because we had tickets to this game. We got mm -hmm. invited to this game, and he was like, nah, I got a flag football game. I can't let my guys down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? We could go see Lamar versus Josh, mm -hmm. and I got to go watch some weirdo nine-year-olds run around and play bad football. So this is one of those things where we all just kind of play the result, or not all of us, but generally you play the result, mm -hmm. and the result is you lost. So I, I was completely in fit. Well, they lost yards on that first run. Mm -hmm. where then I was a little nervous. When they had it down, what was on like the two or three yard line, I was like, yeah, I was like, all right, yeah. I had already decided if you don't get it, you go for two. Mm -hmm. Then they lost some yards and I was like, uh, I don't know. But anyway, Josh Allen's on the other sideline. You go for a touch. And I think the real killer was that Lamar, rather than just like failing, mm -hmm. he resulted in a touchback. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love to have them backed up at that point. Then you get the ball back and Justin Tucker can get a, can hit a field goal from wherever they punt it to if you hold him to a three and out. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a sucky way to end the game. There was a lot of other mistakes, uh, honestly, yes. that we can get into. But mm -hmm. I feel like I'm just gobbling up all the low-hanging fruit. And now <laughs> I'm going to make Bill climb to the top of this tree and give us something good. I'm a little too big to climb at the top of the tree, Dominic. I may I may fall off the tree, unfortunately, and take out some people oh, while I'm doing so. I think the Ravens generally made the right call, but I also think they deserve to bear the repercussions of a decision that didn't work out. The assumptions John Harbaugh put out there in his post-game press conference proved to not be accurate. And the big one you just mentioned was that they did not back the Ravens up. 
not back to the Bills, if I should say, on the two-yard line when they failed on fourth and goal from the two-yard line. They threw an interception into the end zone and gave the Bills the ball back on the 20-yard line, which is entirely different given the weather, given the game situation. They did not get that extra opportunity they were expecting. But John Harbaugh's trick, the thing he does to mask his analytically inclined views and pass them off as player-friendly decisions that he does is, he says, oh, I I trust you. Lamar, what should we do? I trust you, Lamar, to take care of this. And then Lamar gets to to do the analytically friendly thing by cashing it as this player-friendly thing. And he did the same thing here with his defense. He said, okay, well, if we don't get it, I trust my defense to come up with a stop over the ensuing 98 yards of the football field. And the defense not only did not come up with a stop, but didn't really come close until the one moment where they didn't want to come up with a stop. Suddenly they stopped him on a two yard line. Yeah. We have a a play that we called freeway, which is you want to let the opponent score a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And the obvious reason to do that is so that you can get the ball back and they don't get the milk, the clock all the way down and then kick a game winning field goal or get their one yard for a touchdown. And somehow it seemed like everyone on the Ravens was pushing the player towards the end zone. Yes. Except uh, one guy just had to get that, that stat back up. Who was it? Was it uh, 99, right? It was not way. Yeah. And he did, he got that tackle though. Mark it down. <laughs> Put it in the books, baby. Wait, it, wait, the, wait. He, it wasn't even like a mistake. He like jumped on his back. He was really trying to get him down. So so the fact that there was a play that the Ravens, I guess, did you guys practice it? Was this a play you yeah. practiced? Mm-hmm. And in that yeah. practice, how does it work? Like how what do you practice doing? In the execution, you practice, of this. you practice pretending like you want to play because you don't want it to be obvious to the opponent. Right. Uh, so you like practice that, and you just practice staying on a block or <laughs> miss. Like you just, and then you let them go by. And we would always in practice like pretend to be upset or something like just a joking thing. This. At the end of practice, we go through it. And then I was like, "Oh, you missed your tackle. You should have got off that block." And we all look at each other and we and we laugh about it. And then we never actually do it in a game. Mm-hmm. I've never done it. I've practiced it at every stop I've been at. Never actually done it in a game. They had an opportunity to do it, and just the instincts kicked in. It's like that's a man with a ball. Get him. <laughs> Get him. Dominique, has your uh, child's play football team practiced freeway? <laughs> they have not practiced freeway. They didn't need it. They were down like three touchdowns. They, they should have, say they, they, they should they say that they've been. They just didn't know they were yeah, exactly. Freeway. They should claim they that they've been running it oh, a lot. Yeah. Man, the other team had this boy on it that looked like Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in this game. Just looked like he was better than all the other kids. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with it, so I had to come home and watch the game having having it recorded. But I felt like I already saw it. Because it was like, hey, there's one guy on each team that's better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen was like the best running back in the game that mm-hmm. also had Lamar Jackson, which is kind of incredible. I know we want to talk about how Josh, the difference between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is Josh Allen's ability to throw the ball. But they won in part today because Josh Allen ran the mm-hmm. shit out of the ball mm-hmm. in important moments. Yeah, Alabaster wants back in. There are a bunch of facts about this game that are staggering. Ravens choking another 7 point. 17 point lead away. Where do you want to get in on this? That's exactly what I want to get on. And I want to ask you guys, are there concerns for you guys that the Ravens, this team that's supposed to never blow leads because the way that they they play have blown this game and the game against the Dolphins? It's, it's different. Like these were not two leads blown the same way. First game against the Dolphins, 
they had a bunch of backups who were making horrific mental mistakes on the last few drives. And the offense in that game was really good in the first half and really struggled after, especially in the fourth quarter, they really struggled. This game, the Ravens' offense was not all that great. They did have the one drive, long drive that came up short, had a touchdown drive, but their other touchdown, the first touchdown early in the game, was on an extremely short field. So it wasn't like they had a bunch of long touchdown drives early in the game the way they did against Miami and were kind of just okay afterwards. So to me, I, I think if there was a consistent trend as to what was happening, I'd be more concerned, but I just think it's two kind of messy games with two different circumstances in the course of a month. Yeah, I guess I'm slightly concerned about their inability to have success on fourth down. And maybe that's something that will regress later in the season. But that was something that I always believed that they had an actual advantage. You know, mm -hmm. like the, that fourth and short situation, that Miami game, they mm -hmm. came up short on that a number of times. They came up short on that a number of times in this game. Mm -hmm. And it cost them. And that's so, especially in a game where your offense is not playing well, you need them to come up with something that you, at, at those important times. And I would look at, I like the way that Bill sees glass half full with the fact that it's a different problem all the time. But you can also look at it like, what are we supposed to fix? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like if yeah, it's a wait. bunch of little, I kind of like the idea of saying our left tackle stinks. Okay, mm -hmm. well we know how to fix that. But now we're like, uh, yeah. What do you? What do you is do? This, what, this what, time what? is this that time, and it just it feels frustrating and disappointing. What's mm -hmm. the play that the Ravens practice that results in them not scoring in the second half? What's that play called? <laughs> it's called uh, uh, traffic jam. The opposite of freeway. You just stand there and you don't get anywhere. Wait, wait, um, wait, Bill, Bill, when you when you were hearing Dominique say the word regress, you reacted viscerally, and I wanted to know why. Um, you know, you mentioned I was king of the nerds. Uh, obviously, I I have my territory marked here, and I don't like people coming on it. Frankly, I I have a very tiny regress has the like, hell away from mm, regressing. Yeah, Dominique has like eighteen different things at ESPN. I have. Like one and a half. <laughs> Don't take this one. You have the word regression. Correct. That's yeah. it. That's oh. it. That's all I have. Oh man, poor bills. All the bills. Okay, all the so, not these bills. So the Buffalo Bills. I don't feel sorry for them. So do you the think people named William though? Do you think the Ravens should change the way they approach things because they're struggling in fourth down when it comes to that decision making, even if it's just for a week or two? Absolutely not. I mean, I guess so. That's a tough question because I think the well, whole point, it. yeah, not not I think the whole point of these type of decisions mm -hmm. is understanding that if you do it enough, mm -hmm. eventually you will get an advantage. Mm -hmm. But there's a psychological impact that you don't really. It's hard to to gauge mm -hmm. when Marcus Peters is coming off the field. Oh, we got to talk about the head coach. Yeah, yes. we got to talk about like, this. so that's, that's the only, and that's the tough thing about being a manager of any kind, particularly mm -hmm. when the people you're managing, like hurt people for a living, it sure. makes it even more difficult. But when you're thinking about like, yes, the most important or the smartest analytical decision is to continue to do this because it'll like even itself out and mm -hmm. we'll have the advantage over the long run. That does not account for the fact that you lost a couple games mm -hmm. in part because of that aggressive factor and the veterans on your team seem unhappy about it. So I don't know what the right move is. I think when you have the credibility that Harbaugh has, then you can use that. This is when you go into that bank and you're like, I won the Super Bowl, guys. Remember that? <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Trust me. <laughs> but remember last year, 
and Peters wasn't playing, but they right. lost two games in the second half, both because they went for two-point conversions when they were down a point and failed both times. So depending on how long your memory is, if you're a Ravens player and how frustrated you are with maybe some uncommon decision-making, you might feel like this is not just a two- or three-week thing, but a thing that's been going on for a while now for the Ravens. Wait, so so the thing about, right, like my whole... Good point, Nerd King. Well, to, to bring it to like the political selling of going forward on fourth down, right? We sure. reference a couple of strategies that Harbaugh employs, sort of blaming it on his players, essentially, by asking them if they want to do this. <laughs> but another way of doing it would just be to frame it as like, I'm not a coward and you guys are. Everybody who doubts mm -hmm. this, right? Like, I'm the guy with balls, <laughs> right? But, I, but It's but, hard. But, but, but Dominique it's is... It's hard to... Oh, wait, sorry. No, but I'm curious about Dominique from your perspective. You mentioned Marcus Peters. Like, how does the defense feel about that? Because that feels like the party in this equation where like, okay, we got our cojones too, and we feel like we're yeah. not getting to swing them around. And this is getting mm -hmm. gross, but you get my point. Mm -hmm. we, Very much yeah, so. We feel, yeah, I, I was ignoring it. I've gotten used to you. We <laughs> feel the same way the fans feel in that if it worked out, we are happy you did it. If it doesn't work out, it's your fault that the team then went 80 yards mm -hmm. down the field on us and scored. Like, I mean, that, to be honest with you, that's like the human nature response. Like, I'm in the office today because my Wi-Fi wasn't working. You think I'm going to take responsibility for that? Hell no. No. It's, Hell no. It's, it's Comcast's fault. They did it. <laughs> I blame them. You Stop are going for the you fourth are, down, Xfinity. That, Chill out. Way too rich to be relying on Comcast. <laughs> that, Starlink. Why right. don't you have like a Elon Musk's internet yet? That is what that John Harbaugh needs to do is just blame a nameless conglomerate or corporation for that the works. Ravens' problems. That will solve everything. I think that should be you. You are the king of the <laughs> nerds. This is when, yes, they, they need to show the, the meeting, the Monday morning meeting should be just a big picture on the Jumbotron of Bill Barnwell. Oh, the editors are going to get excited about this one. Uh, we Barnwell have been using a faulty algorithm. <laughs> created by Bill <laughs> yes, Barnwell for this entire yes, season. Yes, and it's uh, humiliating and, yeah. for him, not us. He's been working for the queen this entire time to get revenge <laughs> yes. for that terrible Photoshop oh he did of her. Photoshop. Throw that Photoshop one more time on the screen, Alabaster, as we pivot to, I guess, not that Photoshop Kenny as a topic. Pickett. All right, let's move on to Kenny Pickett. Mm -hmm. And the question's pretty simple on this one. Did Mike Tomlin wait too long to bring him in? Oh, so just to recap briefly here, halftime is when that feeling you got in your bones was Mitch Trubisky being benched yeah <laughs> so you know that's when he decided to do it we've been talking about a lot on this show dominique about when to best do it this mm -hmm. is what he picked yeah um i didn't get any feeling in my bones to go from <laughs> trubisky to uh pick it uh, mike tomlin falls in that same category as john john harbaugh where it feels like he has enough credibility that you should trust his process and the organization is similar to Ravens that they have a long track record of like being smart about the way that they handle things. Mm -hmm. It's hard to concoct an argument around <laughs> this being the right way to handle things other than, I mean, we got to trust them. They have done it right for a long time mm -hmm. and they wanted to set him up to have success for the next Four games. No, more like the really next, bad the next two quarters. <laughs> it felt like Doug Tomlin was like, we cannot lose to the damn Jets, Bill. Yes. I don't care yes. that we have the Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, and Eagles coming up. We just cannot lose to the Jets. That That is the best possible explanation 
of why Mike Tomlin made this decision now. And I, I want to take Mike Tomlin at face value. He's a very smart person. He's been very successful. He's made decisions that I don't love, and they've worked out for him. So I want to believe that Mike Tomlin didn't just go through the second quarter of that game and say, mm, I can't, my life is only so long, and I cannot spend another minute of it moving forward <laughs> with Mitch Trubisky as my starting quarterback, which I will remind you, the last thing Mitch Trubisky did in service of the Pittsburgh Steelers as their starting quarterback was take a roughing the passer play on a Hail Mary attempt to set up a field goal. That was probably his best play as the Steelers starting quarterback, unfortunately. It wasn't even like he was that bad in this game. His interception was a pass off Deontay Johnson's hands that got picked. It wasn't like this was a step down for Trubisky relative to the first three weeks of the season. So. As I've talked about with you, I believe, on this show before, Dominique, my question is, why didn't they put uh, why didn't they put him in before this game, after the week three bye, where they would have, right after the week three game, where they would have had 10 days to prepare for one of the league's worst defenses in the Jets. Instead, putting him in after halftime, Pickett made some plays as a runner mostly, but didn't look comfortable in the offense, threw three interceptions, and was not a better it's not better than Trubisky to the point where it costs them the game yeah I you want me to answer that I don't know I have no answer for you it doesn't make sense the only thing I can I can put out there is it feels similar to the like psychic impact that we were talking about in the last game where like in the in the locker room the players Mike Tomlin just sensed that everyone's like we ain't playing another damn down (laughs) behind Mitch Trubisky like that's the only thing I can imagine because this seemed like I don't know. This is the only chance that he thought he could get Mitch a couple oh, of reps before wait. they went into this murderous row of games. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't see the logic behind this. Well, now it feels like the advice that John Harbaugh is, is setting it by example here is the advice that Mike Tomlin should have considered. He should have said after the game, look, the tribe has spoken. I asked my guys <laughs> and they said, get the get him the hell out of here. And so we had to go to a guy whose last name, unfortunately, is a joke that writes itself and wrote itself three times. Sadly, against the Jets, of all people, of all teams, the Jets managed to pull out a comeback they felt win. so good, Bill. Watching the Jets, watching, watching Zach Wilson just, oh my God, Peacock after this game, wearing mm-hmm. his dirty ass uniform to the podium to take some questions while Mike Tomlin is over there saying at his podium, we'll deal with next week, next week. I I think Zach Wilson is so proud and so happy because so much has happened since the Zach Wilson is maybe hooking up with his his mom's best friend story that it's been totally erased from the internet. And I think that is really an impressive thing Zach Wilson did. By getting hurt, he managed to avoid this being a story for the first month of the year. Yeah, I'm not even going to throw allegedly on there because I'm pretty sure nobody is interested in whether it's true or false, just that it's true enough to be a thing that we should all be discussing as often as possible. Yeah. Alabaster? I really don't got much more in this game of two teams that I don't care about. (laughs) Wait, 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 hold on. So, no, I have one one question for Dominique. Dominique, do you want to revise something you said on the best podcast on the internet, much better than... ESPN Daily, the Dominique Fox show, you. and that's before week one. Nope. You said Mitch Trubisky, he's a pretty good quarterback. Nope, don't want to revise it. <laughs> I still stand by that. I think Mitch Trubisky is an elite quarterback. See, what you don't understand is you may be talking about Mitch Trubisky in the field of NFL quarterbacks. 
I was talking about Mitch Trubisky <laughs> in the field of all the quarterbacks in the world. Mm -hmm. So he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I believe that I undersold Mitch Trubisky. He's elite. Mm -hmm. No, see, Dominique, Dominique, Bill, Dominique was just running freeway on his podcast for a while. <laughs> I just want to point out that my uh, podcast was not even mentioned as one of the options for world's greatest podcast <laughs> by, by our, our friend Alabaster I, here. Thank you. Alabaster, he's not your friend. That's why. I was going to say, the Bill Barnwell <laughs> show does not need, nor should it mm -hmm. want the endorsement of the guy who's trying to get back in on this conversation. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. So can we get you to say, is Nathan Peterman elite? Oh, of course. Elite. All of them are elite, Nathan mm. Peterman. Anybody who's in NFL is elite. <laughs> I mean, you think that uh, – I'm pretty sure that the nine-year-old football game I watched earlier today could have used Nathan Peterman out there pitching that thing around. They're quarterbacks. Nathan Peterman, allegedly better than a random nine-year-old <laughs> Dominique Washington. I don't know. He not, might have thrown a pick six in that game. Let's be honest. Not, not a random nine-year-old, but a nine-year-old who whipped Dominique's child's team by multiple touchdowns. <laughs> They did not, not just a randomly selected nine-year-old from the pool of all universal nine-year-olds, to be clear. I think Nathan's better than them, that's all. Mm -hmm. Nate Peterson, Peterman. Mm -hmm. Nathaniel. Um, <laughs> let's move on to a couple zoom in, zoom outs. And the one I want to mm -hmm. ask you about is, do you want to zoom in on Bailey Zappi nearly playing Aaron Rodgers to a draw? Or zoom Ooh. out on the, uh, on the Packers' offensive struggles as a whole? I don't know anything about Bailey Zappi and Aaron Rodgers. It's impossible to predict. He had more receivers dropping game-winning touchdown passes this week. Like, I don't know. I thought Romeo Dobbs was the guy. That's what I was told. Then he had it in his hands, and it didn't Just a series – just uh, Alabaster, a startling series of endorsements from Dominique Foxworth. <laughs> Romeo Dobbs is the guy. Nathan Peterman no, is said, the lead. I thought Romeo Dobbs was the guy. Like, that's what I was being told. Now, Romeo Dobbs is the guy. Now Romeo Dobbs not not fit for a flag football league, let alone the <laughs> National Football League. No, he's elite. Trust me. He's elite. I, I I was kind of impressed by Bailey Zappi. Like he didn't look overawed by the moment. You know, like I think it would have been really easy for them to give him like the the Kendall Hinton treatment. You know, where it's just we can't let this guy throw under any circumstances, and he looked okay throwing the football not not elite maybe to to use dominique's nomenclature but i thought he was fine for coming in for the middle of his first nfl game against a good defense and, and i think that kind of speaks to where the, the packers are right now right where if it were the bills and josh allen against bailey zappy we know that game is not going to be close if it's the chiefs and patrick mahomes against bailey zappy that game is not going to be close the, the packers are a major at best, major work in progress on the offensive side of the ball. And their issues are right in line with what we would have expected before the year. They're limited to running the football, which they do pretty well, throwing the ball to their running backs, running RPOs, and occasionally taking a shot downfield because they don't have a guy who can win against man coverage. That guy for them is Romeo Dobbs, who's a rookie fourth, fifth round pick. Like That's not supposed to be your primary guy to win one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, it feels like the Packers' issues also are the fact that Aaron Rodgers is caught on microphone sounding like me mm -hmm. having to wait for Dominique's internet to start working again. Mm -hmm. Like him cursing out Bill, his center, seven ball like that, just like the <laughs> throwing of the hands, just like after every single drop, you know, like at a certain point, I just wonder, like, you know, is... Uh, 
if you're if you are if you are a Packer fan at this mm -hmm. point, like is just this is just this the why? Why are you waving your stupid yeah. cell phone at me, Dominique? Text from the wife. FYI, Wi-Fi is back. <laughs> I hate you. The, the good thing is neither Pablo or I have anything else to do. I do. I have All one right. final Packers question, then we can move on okay. to uh, poop cart for you, Pablo. Um, is it? Oh, great. The the thing that I want to ask Bill is basically the NFC is so wide open. We mm -hmm. are basically watching the the Bucks struggle right now in real time mm -hmm. against the Chiefs. Uh, the Eagles seem to be the other good team. The Packers should have a chance to actually make a run in this conference, but their offense is completely stuck in mud. Is there any fix to this, or is the personnel so broken that they're just going to be this constipated offense for the rest of the year? I feel like asking me the question about the constipated offense is just taunting Pablo with the ring <laughs> of answers. It that hurts he to give. shut up. It hurts. <laughs> this is why it hurts to shut up. This I is why. Imagine. Um. You know, the oh, Packers, goodness. I feel like, are, are going to be in position to get better as the year goes along. Their offensive line is going to get healthier. David Bakhtiari should hopefully be healthier as the year goes along, which didn't happen last year. And the receivers, who are all dropping touchdown passes, should maybe get better as the year goes along because they were a very young receiving group. So I think that's the hope, is that they have basically a year where they can kind of just figure things out as the year goes along because the NFC is such a weird not like not competitive conference and their division doesn't expect to be very competitive but the vikings did pull out that very weird kind of distressing uh double doink victory uh oh, yeah. sunday morning that happened today so i mean it, yeah, it yeah. feels so long ago it does Dominic has gone down like five or six times between between them and them <laughs> oh man i hurt my feelings all right, guys, let's move on to the story that Pablo's been waiting to talk about the entire time. Uh, We're done. Do you want to zoom in on DK Metcalf needing to get carted off to the locker room so he could poop? Or do you want to mm -hmm. zoom out on the Seahawks having the same record as the Broncos? Pablo, I have a question for you. Actually, Dominique, I'll even let you answer this one as well. Do you Thank think you. that because Lamar Jackson escalated the situation by pretending it was cramps and not really admitting to it that DK Metcalf felt like I, I gotta be honest and just get on top of it and just say yeah I was riding that cart to poop because I, that just needed to happen I feel like that was a much smarter move on his part than framing it as like oh yeah my hamstring was sore you know I think you're right however I mean what are they doing I just like I've never had to poop in a football game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you eat far enough, like pee. Yeah, wait, you're like no, wait, hydrated, wait, Bill. This is like where this is where before you go out this there, this is where Dominic becomes Bob Cousy. But for I'm just confused. Just yelling back at in the my younger day, generation. Back in my day, we shit before the kickoff, and if we had another one, it could wait till halftime. There are no emergent poo-poos. You, poop, not you pooped against mailmen, Dominique. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we, we cut to Dominique on the sidelines, squatting yes. in black and white. No, no, it never happened because we pooped before the game started. And then, like, you've eaten several hours before. Where's this Where's this phantom poop coming from? Mm -hmm. I just don't get how guys have to poop that often. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. There's, there's nothing about my body has anything in common with anything from DK Metcalf's body. Yeah, I guess that's so fair I, to say about everyone. I, I can't relate my human experiences and when I've had to go to the bathroom to when DK Metcalf has to go to the bathroom. He might have eaten like a raw steak during halftime. That's not out of the question. <laughs> so maybe that's why.
Hey, Metcalf, does he have liver kinging? Yeah. The, uh, well, no, no, bet. no. Do you remember we learned DK Metcalf's oh, that's diet? Right. This is what this is proof. Oh, yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that diet, Alabaster? Yeah, he has three bags of candy and a large <laughs> coffee from Starbucks. Man, this exactly. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it does that hey, checks out. Hey, coffee, coffee gets the job done, man. Mm-hmm. It, that's the whole reason why it was invented. Absolutely discovered. Talk, mm-hmm. talk about a talk about a, a a freeway to the toilet bowl. Yes, thank you. I couldn't wait for that sign to come up. <laughs> done talking about doo-doo. Pour, so pour, pour some graffiti, some confetti. I was about to say graffiti. <laughs> Thank graffiti God. Too. Here. Well, I, I, we made I think it. DK took care of the toilet graffiti uh, <laughs> after that cart ride. Oh, man. Don't say anything, Pablo. Oh.